0: okay so we are beginning today the 16th letter and as we've seen many of the letters in this section are devoted to the theme of charity specifically in support of those engaged in Torah study and divine service in the land of Israel so this letter that we are learning today was sent to a specific community that had a very, very bad economic situation. And because their economic situation was getting so desperate, the Alteveta, the writer of this letter, the author of the Tanya, is being told that they're not contributing as they used to, to support their brethren in Israel. So the basic message of this letter is, I understand it's hard but it's still imperative to maintain your regular levels of generosity. And he gives many, many reasons for that, which we're not actually going to get to. Today, just one, in the end of the letter, he enumerates many. So the letter says, this is to my brothers. There's certain qualities that you only have a certain love and closeness of brothers. And this is, this is where this letter is coming from, from a brotherly bond. But then it says, I know times are very, very hard. I know you're in situations where there's no work for the husband, there's no work for the wife, you're borrowing to eat, and God should quickly improve your situation. But still, you're not doing the right thing. Because I hear that these hands that have always been generously open, so they probably never had that much money, but now these hands are closing. And you're supposed to give with a full hand to all the very, very impoverished who don't have any means of supporting themselves. At this point, the community in Israel was even worse off than these people in Russia because at least these people in Russia have some means of something they can do to try to perhaps generate money, and the community in Israel is completely dependent on them. They have no means of providing for themselves except for the money they're receiving. And it says that your brother should live with you, that you share with your brothers that which is essential for your own life. So a person could say, but I know our sages say that my life takes precedence. So if it's my life or my brother's life, the law is that my life comes first. Now what are our sages talking about here? It's a situation where someone is traveling in a desert and he has a little bit of water just enough to sustain one life until they reach an oasis or civilization. If he shares this water, both will die. So our sages rule in such a situation, you can only give it to one person, because the only to two people means two are going to die. If you give it to one, at least one will live. Your life legally has precedence. You are supposed to drink that water yourself. But, the Rebbe says, that's only a situation of a life. Here, if this poor person needs bread, needs firewood, needs clothing against the cold, and for you, it might be a little bit of an extra clothing, a meat, a piece of fish, the extras in life. Trust me, the sealer doesn't have such great, luxurious lives, but a little bit extra. Well, then the rule doesn't apply. The rule only applies if literally it's a life. Your life or his life, but there's not room for two lives here. But if your needs, though, they're being met very poorly, but your needs for life are met, and you're not worried, are my children going to, God forbid, die of starvation or die of cold? You cannot buy an extra apparel. You cannot have chicken for Shabbos if you know, someone else has nothing and literally will die. And there are references here, a piece of Gemara. In this Gemara, the Gemara speaks of a stream of water that originates in one town and flows through another. If the river does not have enough water to provide both towns drinking water, the law is the rights of the water is the first town. And the second town can't touch the water. There's only enough water for one town. The town where it originates in, that is the town that receives this water according to Jewish law. And for the same token, If the water isn't needed for drinking, but it's needed for the livestock, or it's needed for washing clothing, and there's only enough water in it for one town to be able to wash their clothing or water their animals, then again, the first town has rights on it. That's where the water originates. They have the rights. The second town can't touch it. But if the first town says we need this water because we have no other water to wash our clothing, and the second town says, we need this water. We have no other water to drink. Then the second town, that's it. Because drinking water is more essential than washing your clothing. So the concept of your life takes precedence is true if it's life to life. But if it's not life to life, if it's washing my clothing versus drinking water, then the other person needs to take precedence because they are literally life. And that is the Tanya of today, and obviously it probably has practical ramifications for all of us.